Well, hello there and welcome back. My name is Stephanie Safarian and you're listening to episode 242 of the Sustainable Minimalist Podcast, a twice-weekly show about intentional and eco-minimalist living. On today's show, we are simplifying family schedules as a means of making time for what matters in life. I wanted to cover this topic because a few weeks back, my husband and I, we were sitting on the couch, exhausted, and I can't remember which one of us brought up the conversation, but one of us said essentially that it doesn't feel as though we're fully enjoying life because we're always on the go, we're always working hard to attain balance, and maintaining such balance takes work, and such incessant work leaves us, you guessed it, exhausted. I believe that the answer for my family and perhaps for your family too lies in setting intentions around daily family life. And so today I'm speaking with Riley Flynn, co-founder and CEO of Loam Calendar, which is a shared calendar that's not designed for the workplace. It's designed specifically for families. Riley's on the show to distinguish between family rhythms versus routines, and to give us his best thoughts around prioritizing on our schedules system what matters. Riley, I am really excited to talk to you today and (laughs) learn how on earth I can prioritize what matters. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you so much for having me. I have an intentional living podcast, so I am preaching from my little soapbox all about how important it is to curate the life you want as opposed to letting life happen to you. I say this all the time on the podcast. But even still, as the host on this soapbox, I have an awful lot of trouble managing my family of fours schedule, keeping all the balls in the air. I feel as though I want to have free time, time to chat, time to play, time to read. But that time is often nowhere to be found. Let's start by you telling us about yourself. Who are you? What do you do and why did you co-found Loam Calendar? Yeah, thanks. Well, you know, I could tell you my professionally, I've been an investor in early stage companies, venture capitalist, and I love technology. I'm a nerd. Uh, But the most important and most relevant bits of my biography are that I am the father of three, soon to be four, actually, in a month. I am the husband uh, of a wife who works very hard. She's an executive. So our household is complex. Uh, it is full of fun and joy and frustration on behalf of the parents and the children on any given day, probably both. We desperately wanted to be good parents. I very much want to be a good husband. And so trying to be the best that we could be, we needed tools and we looked around and we didn't feel like we had everything. But Before that, we did a bunch of research, and hopefully that's some of what we'll talk about today. Yes. Well, congratulations on the upcoming fourth child. That's very exciting. I hope you're getting your sleep now. That's what they always, (laughs) we always say to new and expected parents. So it's hard to get sleep with three existing kids. I know. I don't know. I don't even know their ages, but I'm assuming you're not getting much as it is. Yeah. We have a three year old, a five year old, and a six and a half year old. Oh, wow. Those are young kids close in age. So good for you. (laughs) Good for you. God bless you. (laughs) What mistakes did you or do you continue to make in your own home with regard to scheduling? And also related is 
with regard to the research you mentioned, what mistakes do you often see other families making when it comes to their schedules and living intentionally? Yeah, living intentionally is really hard. And part of the reason is we think there's this ideal state we can achieve, that there's some catalog image or Instagram feed that if we could just achieve our lives to be like that, then we would be there and we would have arrived and then it would be about maintaining that. But the reality is that's not actually how our bodies are designed. That's not how the world is designed. It's ever-changing and it's complex. And especially if you introduce children uh, into the mix and you introduce a shared environment like a home, you're just dealing with things, you know, people get sick, ages change, seasons change, all these things. And so the first thing I would say is acknowledge that, be okay with that, live in the grace of the fact that we're actually all dealing with this. A single image captures a single moment and that's not actually what we're living in. And so that's my, my first thought is, gosh, this is hard, but it's actually part of what we're all doing together. So that's the first mistake is believing there's an ideal state. I think the second kind of mistake that we struggled with in our family was not being intentional. You know, you want the romance to just happen. You want the intentional conversations to just happen. But if you don't carve out time, if you don't communicate about what expectations are, you're going to fall short. And then a third kind of mistake that we see people making is not including everyone. And so one person in the family might be sitting there going, here's the ideal, or here's what we're going to do. Here's the calendar. You know, here's what we're going to do family dinner on Monday night. And we're going to, on weekends, we're going to do this sort of thing. And every Sunday we're going to sit down and we're going to have this type of conversation. That sounds great, but that's only one person's approach to, to it. And there are other people involved. And so I think you have to acknowledge that and include them, right? The home is unique. It's shared and intimate. I think the final mistake that a lot of people make, and I fall, I'm guilty of this as well, is that we try too hard. Once we're kind of a get over the hump of being intentional, we focus more on doing and less on being. You know, we fill up our schedule, we fill up our bookshelf, we fill up our Instagram feed, our podcast queue with things that we're going to do, new habits we're going to adopt in this time of year. Really, what we need to focus more on is just being, mm. being present. You said something there that I found really interesting. You mentioned trying too hard. That's interesting to me because on the one hand, if I don't try, if I don't intentionally schedule the downtime, the time to play a family game, it doesn't happen. But then on the other hand, on the other side of the spectrum, on the other extreme, if I schedule it, then it becomes forced, trying too hard, squeezing it in, maybe getting stressed. Maybe it's not the right time because the four-year-old's having a tantrum. And so I think what you're saying, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you're saying that there is a middle ground and that is the sweet spot. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Uh, I would agree that we're all trying to find that. We're, we're walking this kind of rhythm, this balance, and balance is tension, right? It's our muscles being in tension to keep us upright. It's not a static state. 
your muscles are always kind of keeping you in balance. That's the beauty of using that like balanced life kind of metaphor. And so I absolutely, yeah, we're constantly kind of, oh gosh, today I fell off too much on, we did a little bit too much or this week. Wow. We were on defense. Everything just happened to us. The home is an interesting space for this, right? The home is not a restaurant. You don't visit it once and if and leave a bad review and never come back. We come back every day. We wake up new every morning and we have new opportunities. And so some of the ways that I think we can offer ourselves grace in this is to say, hey, I'm just trying to get it, you know, 51% plus of the time. I want to be this type of dad. I want to be this type of mom. I want to live this type of life, you know. 20 plus weeks of the year, I want it to kind of look like this. And there's grace built into that, that I think is really helpful as we seek to live into this. I'm assuming that your wife and you and your children have gotten on board with a shared family calendar. I'm assuming you've noticed some benefits since you've co-founded and are CEO of a shared family calendar company. Give us the why. Convince us, what are the benefits to getting a family schedule right? And how can having one, maintaining one, updating one, talking about one, how can it help families like mine flourish? This moment that we're in is an interesting and complex moment. And I'm not just talking about the pandemic. We are busy. We're probably busier, like we as individuals running around this culture and society we're distracted and we're frequently overindulging, especially in the West, right? Especially in our affluent society. And I think that leads to exhaustion. It leads to loneliness and it leads to being overwhelmed or unsatisfied. We have to adopt intentional practices to kind of counter that and to remind ourselves that who we are as individuals is okay, right? It's good. We are loved. Um, We are known. And I think the home is a really unique place we can do that. And so when we sat down and we kind of thought, uh, my wife and I thought about like, what are the, what are the things we want to impart to our children? We want, we want them to know that they're, they're loved as they are. We want them to know that they're known. I also seek, I'm seeking to understand them. um, And I want to support them in becoming who they want to be or who they're you know, born to be. Uh, and then there's this final piece when it comes to that overindulgence. I, I want them to know that they're provided for, but also like they, they have enough. They don't need to just continually get. So when we sat down, I, I'm, I'm a big, as you can tell, like I like to zoom out and then zoom in. And so when we sat down to think about, hey, how do we want our family rhythms and routines to be? Those are some big things we want to achieve, but I think that's what, for at least us, a flourishing family might look like. How do we express that to our children through rhythms and routines and intentionality? I think for us, it was number one, we need rhythms. We don't, we didn't have any uh, as a family. And so we need to include our children. We need, those rhythms need to be communication. They need to be fun and traditions. They need to be all all of these types of things. And so some of it was just saying, Hey, it's too hard to look months out or the whole year. Maybe we'll have some goals for those types of things, but like, let's just look one week at a time and let's just have 15 plus minutes a week where we sit down and we look at the week ahead. And if you want to talk about a transformational habit that you could adopt in 2022, it's sitting down once a week and having a family meeting. That sounds like a big 
thing, it's, it doesn't have to be, it can be 10, 15 minutes where you just say, Hey, what are the big rocks this week? What are the big important things coming up this week? And then what do we want to do this week? You need a systems, right? So there's the rhythm and the routine, which maybe a family meeting would be, but then you need a system to capture that. You have to capture your intentions. You have to capture the things you have to do, you want to do. And so Loam could be that system, but it could be a piece of paper. It could be a lot of families have a, a wall calendar, a whiteboard, something like that. And even letting your kids, even three-year-olds, two-year-olds can say like, hey, I want to fill in the blank. It may or may not be something you can achieve that week, but including them and giving them that ownership of the week helps their development. It helps them feel like they're not just along for the ride. And it opens up the opportunity to do things as a family that maybe you, you wouldn't have ever done. So I think there's the rhythms and routine, but then there's the system. You, you got to capture it in something. Okay. You said so much there and I want to talk about all of it, but specifically I want to talk about the nuts and bolts, the down and dirty. How do you have that weekly meeting with your family? I'm going to ask you all about that. We're going to get really personal after a quick word from this week's sponsor. If you've been paying attention, you've likely heard something about gut health and why zoning in on your gut health is so darn important. You need EQ's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense. It's a three-in-one capsule that supports your digestive health and promotes gut barrier protection. I started taking EQ's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense because I have a bloating problem, friends. Yes, I do. Inflammation is not my friend. Since taking one capsule a day on an empty stomach with water, I have noticed more energy, improved skin, and here's the big one, reduced bloating. Head to myeq.com and use code SUSTAINABLE for 15% off Equilibria's microbiome defense and so much more. That's myeq.com and use code SUSTAINABLE at checkout for 15% off site-wide today. And we are back with Riley Flynn, the co-founder and CEO of Loam Calendar. Before the break, Riley, you talked about how your family is in the routine, if you will, the rhythm and routine of sitting down every week to discuss the following week's schedule and calendar. One quick question here to clarify. Do you have all three children, almost four children, sit down with you at this meeting, or is it just your wife and you? Well... It's called a rhythm and a routine because it happens sometimes one way and sometimes others, right? If you miss a step in a dance, most people don't notice. But if you miss all the steps, uh, you get really out of whack. And so we try every week to have this time. It's very, very difficult with young kids. You kind of have to right size it and realize it. In my research, I've talked to a number of families. There are families who have these very amazing family meetings They talk about how was the previous week? What went well? What didn't go well? What can we do better? Uh, What are all the different things that need to get done? Who can support who? And that's awesome, right? Sounds incredible. Wow, that's overblown and probably difficult to achieve for most folks uh, week to week. And so my, my wife and I's rhythm is, hey, we just need 15 minutes on a Sunday. Sometimes it happens on Saturday. If we look at the week coming up. And we we do try and say like, hey, is there anything that didn't go well that we need to be thoughtful about for the next week? 
and then it's just, Hey, what are the big things? And for us, we both, uh, you know, our work schedules dominate and our kids, uh, some of our kids are in school. And so it's just kind of like, who's driving who, who's doing, and you just do the quick, but once you get it down and you kind of know like, Hey, Tuesdays don't work for my wife because she has an early meeting. So that's my day. And it, and so, especially if you have a good system, you don't have to have that conversation every week. It's just there, right? It's on the calendar. Riley's driving the kids on Tuesday morning. Then there are other things like, hey, the Andersons want to come over or we really actually need to work on, Abigail has a project we really need to work on. We got to do that and it's due on this day, that kind of thing. And so those are like big rocks. You got to drop those in because they're priorities. And then we have these things we're trying to do, right? We really want to have a family dinner. And, and for us, a family dinner means we have ample time. We're usually home from work a little earlier than we normally are. We try and do an easy meal so we're not spending a bunch of time or get takeout. So we're not spending a bunch of time preparing the food. And so we need a good couple hours before bedtime starts because we also want to have a conversation. We want to hang out with our kids. We want to let them talk a lot of the time. And so sitting down on a Sunday, some of what we're saying is, how are we going to make sure we get that this week? I love the part of including the children. I think my seven-year-old would be totally on board. My four-year-old, she's a little more finicky. She's not so mature. But the two of them together, they love to know what's coming. They love to know in how many days are they going to grandma's house In how many days is the dance recital? Whatever the thing is. And so there's definitely something to be said for including the children in the family's weekly schedule for that reason. Because how many times have I, have you, have listeners perhaps said, okay, kids, we're doing this thing, whatever it may be, and the kids throw a tantrum or are not so pleased because we sprung it on them, right? Another tip you mentioned there was that you sit down with Katie and you talk about it. That's something I'm working on in my household in 2022 is sitting down and just talking to my husband more because I think that that is a very proactive approach to family life. In my house, the way the schedule goes currently is we have a shared calendar. We individually put stuff on it And then the other person looks at what the other person put on and is like, wait a minute, what? We're doing that on Saturday? That's not what I envisioned. We've all been there, right? So I think that being proactive on the front end, sitting down and just chatting about it, compromising, setting up who's picking who up from school, who's bringing who to dance, et cetera, can really stave off a lot of problems. Have you noticed that in your life? Absolutely. I mean, the reason we do it is because we learned the hard way. We're not some super household that had it all figured out from day one. In fact, there were many, many weeks and still are. Look, the reason we call this a routine and a rhythm and the reason we say it's a system is like things come up and look, we're in the middle of a global pandemic. Our kids are constantly changing. People get sick. People have birthdays. Like, there's just not a here's the ideal week. Here's the, it's more like, how do we live into the weeks that we have? And that does require us to at least have a short conversation. And you can have that conversation in any number of ways, but being able to capture the expectation and capture the intention, because every family, every 
set of parents, every couple, there's this aspiration for what life can be, for what these children's lives can be, for what marriage can be, et cetera. And it, you got to capture that. You got to find a way to harness that because that's that's like real raw beauty. But this world will rob it from us. It will take it away with all the busyness that was constantly available to us, all the distraction that is at our fingertips and the things that crowd in both digitally and physically, uh, as you often talk about. Oh, that speaks to me when you say this world will rob the things that matter from us if we're not careful. That is so true. I've been thinking about something that's very important for my husband and I in terms of our family life, and that is sitting down to dinner with our children most nights. It doesn't always happen because soccer practice runs late or my husband has a late meeting or this or that. But I think what I hear you saying and what I totally believe in my heart is that step one is Step one lies in scheduling what matters, so perhaps those family dinners, and then all the other things, if they fit and they add to your life, then sure, put them in. But if they don't, those are what goes. Those are what gets booted off the calendar. We're not booting off family dinner or game night or camping trip. We're booting off the ancillaries. One thing I love about Loam is that you give suggestions for making family relationships, familial relationships, number one. So you give conversation topics that you can just add into the calendar. My favorite one was, what's one thing that our family does well? I'm going to ask that tonight with my kids. I cannot wait (laughs) to hear their responses. How is Loam different from Google Calendar or any other shared calendar And why did you make it? We built this first and foremost for ourselves. Uh, My co-founder and I are both longtime technologists. We come from the startup world and we're very familiar with all the productivity apps. What we learned was a lot of these apps, a lot of this software, it's made for the workplace. It's made for our professional lives. And it's incredibly effective. Family life doesn't happen the way work life does. Family life is, hey, we're going to go to the park after naps, before dinner, before it gets too dark, only if it's not raining. Family life is we need a meal plan, but the meal might happen at 5.30. It might happen at 7.30. It doesn't happen in 15-minute increments in a particular conference room at a particular time. First thing we said was, how do we build something that's simple enough that it can be flexible And then customizable enough because the other part of family life is every house is different. That's the beauty of it. Every house is completely different. And so how do you build a tool that's effective for families across a wide spectrum? Uh, And that, that those are important things to us. So we set out to build a container that had a lot of the effective things. The other thing that we looked at and we talked to people is most people have a system today, whether you fully acknowledge it, no matter how intentional you are about it. But when you ask a family, how do you how do you do calendaring? A lot of families will say we have a shared calendar or wall calendar, or this sort of thing. And then you say, well, how do you do groceries? And well, maybe they use Apple Notes or maybe there's some other to do app. They or maybe they just email or text each other. How do you do chores? How do you handle uh, how do you handle meal planning? How, you know, all these different things that you do as a family that don't quite fit in any box. And so we said, well, what if there was one system, one place you could go 
And then what if that place was, was calm and visual? A lot of the other kind of marker of a lot of these existing systems is that they're professional. They're, they, you know, they look crowded. They look, they're not, they don't inspire calm. I think we've worked really hard to make sure that the app itself feels very visual and feels very calm. You, you mentioned our inspiration engine is kind of what I call it, but it's the whole idea is we get stuck as parents. We have this aspiration. We have this intention that we've tried to make time for, but then you get to the carpool moment where you're taking the kid to school or you have three hours on a Saturday afternoon and you're tired. Maybe somebody was throwing a tantrum or maybe the week didn't go like the way you thought it was going to. And you just come in exhausted and you get paralyzed and you just need a little nudge. And so our inspiration bank is ideas for meals, ideas for conversation and ideas for activities, fun activities you can do together. My final question for you, Riley, is for the listeners who are on a shared calendar currently and maybe their rhythm routine isn't anywhere near perfect, but they get stressed out about the thought of switching over to something new, learning a new format technology. Do you have any words of encouragement for them? Your system has to work for you. So number one, if you have something that's working, stay with it. If you have something that might be working for you, but is not working for your partner, or including your children, take steps, try things. There's a an approach to change that says like, just do one small incremental adjacent thing. So you already have the system, try just putting it on, try your exact, try using your exact system, but put it on a different platform. Uh, Try something else free. And then I think the final piece I would say is, look, technology is scary actually a lot of the homes that we that loam works in is are are homes that try to be low screen homes they try to be really intentional about the inclusion of technology in the lives of their children and also are these are also typically people who are intentional about uh, the way technology infringes on their own personal lives be thoughtful because the default settings of technology really matter what are the incentives what are what are the goals of any piece of technology you're bringing into your family's life? Are they trying to suck you in? Are they trying to harvest your attention or your data? Are they trying to get you to buy more stuff? And too often, a lot of these big companies are are doing that. And I think what we're trying to do at Loam, and I think what a number of other companies can do pretty effectively is have a different default. And so my push would be, especially if you're bringing technology into the home, that you would look for technologies that are built to be referential, they're built to be thoughtful, and they're built to assist based on their defaults, not based on some power user coming in and setting it up to, to be effective for your family. You've convinced me, Riley. I'm on board. <laughs> Where can listeners learn more? Yeah. So uh, the company Loam, L-O-M-E, we, our website is withloam.com. You go to withloam.com slash minimal. You can see the details. You can learn more. At that place, we're actually offering your first month free. Uh, And so we do normally have a a one-week trial, but this gives you a full one month free to try out Loam, to see if it's a system that could work for you and maybe have some fun and do some, have some new conversations. 
Yes, and correct me if I'm wrong, but let's say a listener tries it for a month and decides this isn't the system for me. No harm, no foul. You can go back to whatever it was you were doing before. And if it does work for you, it's quite affordable. $6 a month. Is that right? It's $6 a month and you can cancel any time. So even if you end up paying for one month and it doesn't work, cancel and and you're out six bucks. So yeah, it's really meant to be a a bite-sized move. Riley, I just want to thank you so much for this conversation. You've really given me the inspiration to sit down and talk with my husband, as opposed to just sticking things on the calendar and hoping he goes along with what I scheduled. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for all the intention that you and your users bring into life. Listeners, that's a wrap. If you feel as though in your home, you are just killing it with regards to your family schedule and with regards to prioritizing family time, I want to hear from you. My email's in the show notes, the socials are in the show notes, and you can find those show notes at mamaminimalist.com forward slash 242. Now, a quick piece of housekeeping. If some of you are ride or die listeners to this podcast and you're like, wait a minute, I thought this was a twice weekly show. We've only been having one episode a week. Well, yes, you are very astute. This is a twice weekly show, but I haven't put out two episodes in a couple weeks. I am just completely swamped over here. Kids' schools and schedules and COVID and being behind in life have, you know, made me behind in this podcast as well. So have no fear. If you miss me, we will be back to a two episode a week schedule next week. And I'm saying that out loud and I'm putting it out into the pod sphere to hold me accountable. So I will see you two times next week. Stay healthy, my friends. Take care.